Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? It's Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 112, Denver Broncos Mania. And OAR at Red Rocks. Rob, it's going to be an amazing episode. This is the final part of our four-part Rocky Mountain series, where back in 2018, you and I headed west for a little baseball, college football, NFL. We went and played golf and took a tour of Coors Brewery. So we mixed in everything, and the trip concluded on a Sunday, a picture-perfect fall Sunday in the month of September in Denver, and the evening concluded at Red Rocks Amphitheater, which we'll get to in a little while, but Rob, this was the Denver Broncos season opener, home opener against the Seattle Seahawks, and we dressed the part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want me to take over from here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, we dressed the part. We looked phenomenal. Um, we had a we had a had our outfits on, swagged out. Then we went to the red rock. three piece orange tuxedos, bow tie, orange dumb shoes. and dumber, straight up dumb and dumber tuxedos in the great state of Colorado, where dumb and dumber was filled, Aspen, Colorado, and uh, it was an epic day. This will go down as like. I would, I would say top five days of my life, top five days of my life. I'm putting it in top five for sure. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Rob, how many times have we been on an NFL field for the national anthem with the team? Not many. Zero. Zero. That's right. And how many times have we stood inside Red Rocks Amphitheater and watched our favorite band from the first row? One time, one time, sir. One time. Right. And one time for the Broncos. So yeah. 
I'm going top five here. Yeah. I'm going top yeah, I'm going, five I'm going, I'm going, uh, uh, you know, getting married is up there. Okay. Clearly. Okay. Firstborn child right up there. I'm going, I'm going uh, Red Rocks Broncos somewhere in that top five. Like, <laughs> it's there. It's there. It's got to be there. So you guys are in for a treat in this episode. Uh, just to recap our, our sports road trip, because uh, we've had a couple of intermissions in this. Uh, we had an ep- episode with Damon Lloyd, absolutely fantastic Chargers linebacker right there. Um, we've, we've had some PGA championship stuff going on, but here it is the grand finale, just to recap, to set the tone. Uh, we flew out on a Wednesday on Thursday, uh, we played golf and went to Coors Brewing on, on Friday. We went to a Colorado Rockies game. Okay. We also did a stadium tour that day on Saturday. We went up to Fort Collins and went to a Colorado state football game versus Arkansas, which was which was one of the most epic endings in college football that we've personally seen, right? Um, and then, and then here we are Sunday, uh, Broncos and OAR in the same day, right? Um, so absolutely amazing. And let's let's kick it off, Rick. Um, you know, with a little history about the Denver Broncos, just to set the tone. Take it the- away, Rob. Give the people a little knowledge here. Absolutely. So set the tone for the podcast here. Um, the Broncos, okay, have, um, have been around, uh, since 1959. So they've been around for 60 years. Okay. Just some stats right here. They've won the Super Bowl three times, one in 97, one in 98 and one in 2015. So they were back to back Super Bowl champs in that 97, 98 year, right? Right. John Elway was their quarterback, Rob. Those were the best days of the Denver Broncos franchise. Absolutely. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. Uh, They've won eight AFC championship games. So they've actually played in eight Super Bowls. They've won three. Okay. Um, And they've won their division 15 times. Um, So, you know, I know the Chiefs have absolutely dominated the AFC West, but there was a time when the Broncos won. I'm just looking at the stats right here. They were in 86, 87, and 89. They, they won it. In 91, they won it. Um, but even most recently, in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, and 2015, they won it five years in a row. So uh, this is pretty, pretty uh, you know, storied franchise right here, okay? Um, you know, not too much happened in the early years of the Broncos, but in all of a sudden, in the 83 to 98, so that's 15 years, was called the John Elway era. So the John Elway era was in 83 to 98. And that was the year they've won their two Super Bowls. They won uh, the uh, the 97 Super Bowl and the 98 Super Bowl. And I was just reading and checking out these stats, Rick, and it was pretty crazy. Um, first of all, John, El- John El- Elway played quarterback at Stanford. And he was supposed to be drafted number one overall. And there's a really great ESPN uh, documentary about John Elway. And it talks about this a lot, but I'll just kind of give it 60 seconds is he was supposed to be drafted overall. And the team that had the number one overall pick Rick was the Baltimore Colts. So the Baltimore Colts had the number one overall pick and John Elway said vocally, if the Colts pick me, I'm choosing to play baseball. 
He was also a phenomenal baseball player at Stanford and was uh, selected by the New York Yankees to play center field and also as a pitching prospect. And he said, if the Colts, Baltimore Colts pick me, I am going to play for the New York Yankees. (laughs) So pretty much a stalemate there. And the Colts were just like, what did we do? Like, uh, I don't know. So they traded the pick to the Broncos and Elway actually requested, he said, I will only play in the NFL if I'm selected by these teams. And he gave a list of teams that he requested to play on and the Broncos are one of them. <laughs> savage, savage. What an that awesome is one move. of the most savage move in sports history. <laughs> you know, imagine being a 21-year-old, 22-year-old doing that, <laughs> demanding that. Um, so anyway, he went there. They won the 97-98 Super Bowl. And then uh, the post-Elway era was 99 to 2011. Not a lot happened there. A lot of turnover at quarterback. Quarterback. And then 2012 to 2015 was the Peyton Manning era. Peyton Manning left the Indianapolis Colts after winning a Super Bowl there. And then he won his second Super Bowl uh, with the Denver Broncos defeating the Carolina Panthers in 2015. Okay. That's right. And that was Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco, Santa Clara to be exact. And after he won, he retired. He went out on top, just like John Elway did back in 1998. He, he rode, he rode the Bronco into the sunset. Nice pun there. Nice pun. Yeah, my pleasure. So that was the end. And then Rick and I, you know, then it's the brothers Brandt error. 2018 <laughs> rolling through <laughs> having a good time <laughs> rolling into town for the season opener against the Seahawks mm-hmm. so um so this was an epic day Rick and I we you and I got to the stadium pretty early the game was a I think a what was it, it was a local time it was like a 12 30 one o'clock ish type kickoff yeah well I mean it had to have been it had to have been two o'clock it had to have been two o'clock because it's a two hour time difference to the East coast. So it was probably a four o'clock game. So it was a two o'clock kickoff. You and I got to the stadium at like 10 30, 11. Oh yeah. We were taking in all of the fanfare, all the tailgates, everything. People were loving the tuxedos. Absolutely loving the tuxedos. Um, there was a gentleman that we met who coined the phrase, uh, treja vu, like deja vu is like, it happens over again. Right. You know, Yogi Berra. And this guy apparently trademarked the phrase treja vu because in 97 and 98, they won the Super Bowl and they were trying to win it a third time. And they had a really good team in 98. Um, So uh, we met him and then we met a couple of other diehard Broncos fans. When you dress the part, Rick, great things happen. People want you in their tailgates. They want you in their tailgates. People were inviting us into their tailgate. We were hanging out with, uh, I think it was Bronco Man, and he was like a firefighter, and they had this big Bronco truck, and, you know, the cheerleaders were out in the parking lot, and they wanted to take pictures with us. Like, we weren't the creepy dudes asking for photos. Like, they were coming up to us and be like, hey, can we get your photo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were definitely part of the fanfare that day and helped elevate the tailgating experience for all that were in attendance. There were, some, there were, you remember the people playing the band, the band right before we went into the stadium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I grabbed one of the band's saxophones. Like I, I had a trumpet. <laughs> I think you still have a trumpet to this day. I think you just stole that trumpet. Yeah, I used to be pretty good at the violin. 
but neither here I was, nor there. I was, I was pretty good at the recorder in fourth grade, but you know, there's not really many bands out there that are calling for the recorder. So no, you're not going to make it in this day and age. So Rob, tailgating was outstanding. The weather was beautiful and we head on into the stadium and within minutes we meet Mark Schlereth. So Mark Schlereth, Rob, played on that 97, 98 Super Bowl years for the Denver Broncos. He spent six of his 12 years in the NFL playing for the Broncos. And he was a guard on the offensive line. He actually won a third Super Bowl, but he's from Anchorage, Alaska, which I had no idea, um, but he was a really cool guy. I've always enjoyed him on Fox and he spent a little bit of time on ESPN. Um, just a really good guy. He was so nice to us. And uh, he sent back a nice autograph photo of us. And uh, we, we got a chance to meet him before the game started. That's incredible. Like the fact that he's from Anchorage, Anchorage, Alaska. Um, I mean, the only thing that I know about Anchorage, Alaska is deadliest catch. He must be a tough, tough person to grow up in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. Where explains, explains why he was in the NFL playing offensive line for 12 years. Just grit. Yeah. Well, so Rob, now we explored the stadium. We were dressed in our suits. And uh, why don't you tell the listeners here how it all came to be where the brothers Brandt found themselves where they found themselves. Well, we found ourselves where we found ourselves. So, um, <laughs> so, so basically what had happened was, is great things, phenomenal things. I cannot stress this enough. Tailgating's fun, partying's fun. If you want to do that, do that. Have fun doing it. Have fun hanging out with fans. But we were on a mission on this road trip is we just want to get there early. We're not from the area. We're not involved in any tailgates. We're not obligated to stay at any tailgates. We wanted to take in Mile High Stadium. So we got there super early. You know, I think you and I hold a record for maybe like the first ticket scanned at a game. The game starts at two. We were in the stadium by 12. Like we were like 11.58 trying to get our ticket scanned. And, we, you know, we met, we went down into the lower bowl. We met Mark, Mark Schlera. Uh, my, my, my now wife is what was at us with that game, which is actually pivotal to this story. Um, and, you know, we're rocking the tuxedos and we're walking around the concourse and, you know, we see a bar and, um, and, uh, and we start hanging out at this bar with, with these, with these fans and we're having a great time just chumming it up with them. And, uh, and then, and then the fans, they go to us, they say they were loving our outfits. They were like, Hey, we're going to go down onto the field. Do you guys want to come with us? And Rick and I just look at him and we just go, we don't have any field passes. And they just go, they go, don't worry about it. We got it. So then we, we follow them. My wife, at, my, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, she literally goes, I'm good. I'm going to go to the seats. I'll see you guys in a little bit. I don't really feel like going on, like doing, doing that craziness. And she's like, I was like, all right, that's fine. So she went to the seats and then you and I went down like an elevator that took us down on the field with these fans and um, we were, we, you know, we're in the tunnel now, like where the players go out and uh, the security guard was just like, Hey, you know, you guys can't come on. You guys don't have credentials. I love the outfits though. And the people that brought us down there were just like, Oh, don't worry. Like we'll hook it up. Like when we're done, we'll come back and give them to you. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. So we just kind of hung out and then they came back and they were like, all right, yeah, we're done with these. You guys can hop onto the field. So then we get into the, we pass by the security guys like, all right, you're cool. You guys are good now. And like, we walk out on the field and dude, just an epic time. Like Rick, who was the first person that came up to us? Well, it was funny because, so if 
everybody remembers the first couple episodes of this Rocky Mountain series, we were actually dressed in these tuxedos on our very first day in town where we were going to take a tour of Mile High Stadium when Fox 31 from Denver's news reporters grabbed us, did a story on us as super fans, and then took us out to dinner at Del Frisco's. It was our buddy Dan DeRue, who was the reporter, but then his cameraman who had this huge classic on your shoulder type massive camera that he had had with him that day of the report. Well, we ended up bumping into him the next day at the Colorado Rockies game on the sidelines behind the dugout areas before batting practice. And what was funny was now on Sunday, so this is the third time we've coincidentally ran into this guy and he's standing on the sidelines, basically where we're standing as well. And he came over to us and like grabbed us. He's like, bro, Brick, what are you guys doing here? He couldn't believe it. So uh, he actually gave us the camera. I remember we were like, hey, do you think we can get some footage for you? And he's like, absolutely. So he handed over this massive, I was so scared. This thing, it would weigh a lot. I thought it was going to be like $100,000 if I dropped it. Uh, but he let us capture some footage on the sideline, which was hysterical. Well, well, you let's come on. You didn't actually run the camera. You just had it oh. in your hand. And and, and I, I think the thing was recording, Rob. I think it was recording. It, it may not have been recorded. I don't know. You know, we never got a chance to see the footage, but I can I neither really, confirm nor deny that. I was really trying to get some good angles of the players as they were coming out of the locker room. Understood. Understood. And then the next person to come, who's the next person to, to come up to us? He literally tapped right, us on the shoulder. I was scared. I was this scared. This was hysterical. Rob, you're going to have to post some photos on social media. And this is just so hilarious. So the Bud Light activation night. So if you've ever seen the commercials for Bud Light, um, they actually have a grown man, like a mascot. This guy is like seven foot tall. He looks Dude. jacked. They have him in this knight outfit with like a shield and a sword. You can only see his eyes. And he insisted on getting a picture with us. He was like, "Dude, can I get a picture with you guys?" And he's like, literally in between us, like his arms are on our shoulders, like we're resting his arms. I, I think, think it's one of the there. funniest pictures we have. Oh, hysterical! Absolutely hysterical. Um, and then, and then, like you know, we're getting a couple pictures on the side, like you know, in the end zone, like not in the end zone, but like right on the sideline, like people are warming up behind us, and and then like you know, people are starting to leave. So I'm thinking like, okay, let's head back up. Now, Rick, your awareness, like if you were a Madden NFL player, your awareness in those situations would be a 99. Like you'd be a 99. on a swivel. You'd be a 99 Madden awareness. Your speed would be a 12, but your, but, and your hands would be a 99. They'd be fantastic. But your speed would be a 12. Not uh, quickness, not a nine, but you know, hands 99, awareness, you know, 99. Right. And that's what came into play because you reached for it with your hand and you got it. And and all of a sudden you say, you say, Rob, 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 grab on, grab on. And I go, what are we grabbing onto? And I just grab onto something without looking at it. And then once my hand hit the cloth, I literally looked at it. I go, what is this? What am I grabbing onto? 
And it turned out to be the Denver Broncos flag, not the American flag that stretches pretty far. The American flag stretches probably about like 40 yards from like, you know, the 30 to the 30, they bring it out in the center of the field, but then they have like these Bronco flags that are circles that are on like the 20 yard line on each side. And it makes for this really cool, you know, uh, jumbo or, uh, you know, blimp view, like drone view looking down. And that's what we grabbed onto. We grabbed on these Denver Bronco flags. This woman with a headset on, like a little bit older than us, probably like mid thirties, looks at us, looks at our tuxedos and she up downs us, Rick. And she goes, she was, she had a headset on. So she was clearly the person that made the decisions for whoever's holding this flag. And they were all season ticket holders. And she looks at us and she goes, I don't remember. I don't remember putting you two on the flag and you and I just smile at her and just go, is it cool if we come out with you guys? And she just goes, yeah, I love those tuxedos. <laughs> those tuxedos are hilarious and gives us a high five. And she goes, you guys are cool. Right. And I'm like, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. We'll take it out. She goes, All right, you and that was it. And, 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 and take it from there, Rick, take, take the story from there. Well, Rob, the photos and the videos that I know you're going to include with this podcast episode will for sure include us on the flags as the players are truly running out of the locker room. Fireworks are being shot off. Their stadium is packed. This stadium, Rob, Mile High, is a gorgeous stadium. It seats like 80,000 people, and the, there was, it was a sellout. You couldn't find an empty seat in the whole stadium. And you and I happen to be on the fields. And it was just so freaking cool. I absolutely loved that moment and the footage we captured that day. I remember, I think your, your now wife called you or texted well, well, you. Yeah, let me, let me jump in there. So, so now like the flags, the, the American flags at, at midfield and we're going out there. Now we're walking on the field and Shelby, my wife is like, well, girlfriend at the time, she just goes, she goes, where are you guys? The game's about to start. And like, I look at my phone and I literally just go, look at the field, babe. And then she responds back, oh my God, with like 10 exclamation points <laughs> and just sees us in our orange tuxedos on the field. Like we have to get her like, just to tell that story. Cause that's like so funny from her perspective. She was like, I can't believe they're out on the field. Like I mean, we had really good seats too. So like her vantage point was pretty cool to be able to see where we were. Yeah. And then I love it. We went out there shaking it, having a good time. Cloud nine, we captured probably the greatest, like in my opinion, my favorite photo ever of doing sports road trips. Like, you know, the fact that we've met Tim Tebow and, you know, Phil Knight and, and, and Jim Nance and all these people, like those are all phenomenal photos, but like my expression and pure enthusiasm when you can catch that in a raw moment is just insane. I'm basically a professional photographer. I don't know what to tell you. It was great. It was great. So Rob, that, you know, experience is just terrific on its own. But then the game was going to start. And that's what we love. You and I love going to sporting events. We love being in the atmosphere. Yeah. For the whole game. It's not about what we can do and where we can get to and who we can meet. It's about the whole game, you know, all of that included. And we were in for a treat that day on, again, a picture-perfect Sunday afternoon. The Denver Broncos defeated the Seattle Seahawks in a thrilling 27 to 24 victory that day. Russell Wilson, who was the quarterback 
for the Seattle Seahawks, but is now the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He threw 300 yards that day and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Case Keenum, who is now a Buffalo Bills quarterback, but at the time was the Denver Broncos quarterback, also threw for three touchdowns, and he threw for 330 yards, just outdueling Russell Wilson by a few. The quarterbacks that day, though, Rob, they combined for five interceptions. I can recall where one of them threw a quarter uh, interception, and then like the very next play, the other team took over and they threw an interception and gave the ball right back. Like they were yeah. trading turnovers and it made for a, a wild scene. Yeah, exactly. Brandon Marshall and Tyler Lockett scored a touchdown for Seattle. And the late great Demarius Thomas, as well as Emmanuel Sanders, scored TDs for Denver to pull out the win. So and 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 I just want to say that Philip Lindsay came onto the scene that day. That was, you know, Philip Lindsay. Colorado University of Colorado guy you know didn't really get many too many shots undrafted free agent picked up by the Broncos and I think he scored like I want to say like one rushing touchdown but like lit it up for like 100 yards it was awesome that day and the stars were out we got done with that game I mean it had to have been around like four or five o'clock local time it really wasn't that late and the reason why I say it wasn't that late was because you and I, we had tickets to go see our favorite band that night, Rob, OAR. You had turned me on to OAR a decade or so prior. One of their best albums of all time was recorded live at Red Rocks Amphitheater. And we yeah. said for the following decade that preceded was if we ever see on the schedule that they're back at Red Rocks and we can get tickets, we're going to go. And that's how this whole birthday road trip started was I simply went online and saw that OAR was returning to Colorado to perform outdoors where they recorded their album 15 years prior. And I just started with that when it came to the planning. And then it snowballed into this weekend that included yeah. several sporting events and a lot of other local fun. It not much else I can say except for it was an epic weekend. Uh, absolutely insane. Uh, I would argue, again, you know, maybe I would say top three weekends of my life. Like, you know. We went, we went all out, too. Like, of course, we wear the tuxedos to the football game and the swag to the sporting events. But we actually also got shirts for OAR's concert tour, which was in paradise. Mm -hmm. And we got the shirts for it. So we had matching OAR tour shirts, real groupie style. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, we embraced yeah. it. And, and the, the photos that we have from that night looked photoshopped. They, looked, they really do look they, fake, but they weren't fake. That's how cool <laughs> Red Rocks Ample Theater is. It's, it's unlike any other venue. I look at it this way, Rob. We grew up in the Northeast. We've been to Madison Square Garden, in my opinion, that's the best indoor venue to see a concert at because it's the world's most famous arena. It's iconic. All of the greats have performed there. Similarly, all of the greats have performed at this small outdoor venue. Did you know Red Rocks Amphitheater only holds 10,000 fans? 10,000, that's it. Small, it's very small. 
it's located just uh, 10 miles west of Denver, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, in a town called Morrison. And it's described as being a large tilted disc-shaped rock that is behind the stage. So there's rock up and down the sides, massive, huge vertical rocks that are angled upwards. They look really, really cool on the right and left side. But then in the back, there's this circular disc. It kind of creates like a wall in the back in closing the the stage area, but it doesn't rise high like the sides do. The sides go up that are a couple hundred feet high, Mm -hmm. but behind the stage, it only goes up about 40 to 50 feet. And what, why that is so cool is because you can actually see in the distance the downtown Denver skyline. And as the concert, you know, you get there early, it's still light out. Mm-hmm. You can see everything. And it's like desert land in between. But then as the sun goes down, you start to see the lights from downtown Denver and it just looks really, really cool in the background. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so cool. And, you know, just a couple a couple more things about it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's like this amphitheater was carved out and just the vision uh, in, so how this whole thing started was in 1927, the city of Denver purchased the area of Red Rocks. And they, they so they bought it in 27, um, you know, recession, things like that um war and then like 1936 is when they started construction on it and then it opened in 41 and what was amazing rick is in 2000 in 2021 so last year red rocks was named the top grossing and most attended concert venue of any size anywhere in the world well, they're selling it out every night, every single night. There's a show going on there. And Rob, I mean, listen to the greats. The Beatles performed there in 1964. Jimi Hendrix, U2, The Grateful Dead, Fish, Dave Matthews Band, Coldplay, Kenny Chesney, all the different genres have taken the stage there. And of course, our OAR of a revolution, they graced the stage many times over the years. And Another kind of cool fact about Red Rocks Amphitheater, even if you can't see a concert or a show there, you need to swing by because the seats are wooden planks, which are fastened into the rocks, like the rows where people sit. And you could go there at sunrise. You could go there in the morning, the afternoon, and people are exercising. This is a public park that people can hike, they can do sit-ups. They, they have yoga. I think they have yoga every every day, like sunrise yoga or sunset yoga every day. It's an epic location. Highly recommend it for all you listeners out there. Well, Pick your favorite band. Go check it out. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, um, it, it's something about the wood planks, Rick, that is just like, okay, this is how we're doing it. Like, like, like you know, you think of Notre Dame. You think of like uh, a Wrigley Field, like the bleacher creature and all that stuff. And it's something about the wood planks, you know, no seats. It's like nostalgic. It's just like, doesn't change. Yeah, you, you feel like you're in just this most special 
place on earth with the rocks and nature um, and the acoustics of the place because of the rocks which go up the sides it just reverberates off of them and the light show that they put on with the lights hitting the rock and the fans uh, it's just super special so um, get out there go to Denver Colorado try to make the most of your time out there and put on the list a show at Red Rocks. What an epic uh, series that we've had. Uh, thank you for the listeners for, for listening and following along. Uh, this was truly, truly a top five day for the Brothers Brand. And we've done epic days. This was a top five weekend. This was a top five day. Um, but yeah, Rick, fantastic. Um, you know, thanks for, thanks for listening for everybody out there. Um, I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brand, and we're the Brothers Brand. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.